The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Alan H. Monroe, uh, who is the author of a uh, series of books called Structures for Strategy. Welcome to the show, Alan. Hello, Jordan, and welcome from Sydney, Australia, where it's uh, a little after 5 a.m. on uh, Tuesday, July 14, so we're a little bit ahead of you, but uh, (laughs) that doesn't mean to say in any way we're uh, winning the game. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just start with a little bit of your background, and uh, I guess you've been a business consultant for companies around the world, but give the audience a little bit of your, your background before we get into structures for strategy. All right. I'm, I'm engineering trained, uh, so I come from that sort of background. Born in South Africa to Scottish parents, but I'm now an Australian, so if my accent catches you, that's where I'm from. Um, I went down the route of uh, uh, going through an apprenticeship as a mechanical engineer and then uh, found myself into sales and uh, went down the academic uh, marketing route. I have an MBA from Hull University in the UK. I then went into consulting work, looking basically at strategic planning for small, medium, and large-sized organizations, and eventually unbundled a a series of uh, specialist consultants and set them up in their own businesses before migrating over to Australia, where I now have a small portfolio of businesses and uh, have now just uh, recently completed the series of uh, books, which were based on PowerPoint uh, presentations, which I used as uh, training and mentoring programs for young entrepreneurs. Let's just talk about the the state of business strategic planning these days. Uh, We've had a major turn down in the economy. Uh, Supposedly that's what strategic planning is about, is uh, planning for all eventualities, including negative ones. And yet so many businesses seem to be caught off guard and not really have expected what's what's happened. A lot of them have collapsed. Their financing has been taken away. Why has business strategic planning, which has been around for a long time, not been working lately? Well, um, first of all, a special hi out there to your listeners. And uh, I think there's a perception uh, somewhat usually among small business owners that strategic planning is about as exciting as watching paint dry on a garage wall. It can, in fact, using this methodology that Structures for Strategy is proposing, be quite an exciting exercise. Um, You know, the old cliches of uh, all the the planning you do uh, really doesn't matter, but it it really does matter when you put it into a, a template that you can look at and guide your business along. So the methodology that we use with the Structures for Strategy process allows the planner to go down into their organization and to discover competencies and capabilities that perhaps they didn't know existed and to bring those out and to craft strategies and templates that can then direct the business either in a new direction or just to carry on in in the same way and look for more profitability. But also, very importantly, is often 
a business owner or a corporate manager will know that there's more potential in a business than it really is presenting. And this is a way of going down into the organization and looking within the box and bringing out some hopefully good surprises. Can you just give me maybe one example of maybe a com- company you worked with that, where that happened? They had capabilities uh, that were hidden, and, and through the, your process they brought them out. And What kind of results did they show? Yes. I'm, I once had a, a, a project uh, which lasted for about three years for an organization which did mechanical maintenance for uh, a power station group. In other words, they were subject matter experts whereby they were uh, marketing their skills as uh, an organization that could uh, do power outs and uh, specific planning for uh, bringing down a unit in a, in a power station. Now, they were just uh, trundling along in terms of their production orientation, doing planned outages, etc., etc. And we had a look at uh, what were their competencies within the organization, and we found that uh, skills at specialized levels were not really being appreciated. So we reorientated their, their organization from going from a production orientation into a sales orientation into a marketing orientation. And we found that instead of looking at an outage which would be planned, let's say, for a three-month period, we were able to bring in efficiencies that would turn that around into about 12 weeks. So this brought about the fact that instead of marketing themselves at a rates-based scenario, they could market themselves at a fixed price. And suddenly they found that for the client this was value because in there was no efficiency in, in a rates-based orientation, but now there was efficiency coming in because they had to get a, 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 a unit back online within a certain period of time. And, and so it was more profitable for them, you're saying, as well? More profitable for them because they could then get on to another job and, and take on more jobs uh, um, with the same number of uh, personnel. And the thing that came out of that was really to go down a route of competency-based training where people would become multi-skilled and can take on additional um, services within the sort of maintenance and uh, uh, scenario. And that really helped them from an efficiency point of view to tune their skills to be more competitive. So you're saying that lots of businesses have more potential for efficiencies and other lines of business that they're not really seeing. And why is that that managers don't see these, these other potentials? Well, sometimes they're too involved in doing other things, Jordan. You know, it's a case of uh, um, often management teams go away on their sort of retreat and do uh, strategic planning and all get together and, and network. And a lot of good ideas often come out of that. But what I found was often that management team gets back into the workplace and they find that you know, priorities come along that, that uh, force their strategic planning into, into file 13 in terms of, you know, all the good ideas that they'd like to implement. They're now back into the workplace. It needs meetings and networking and what have you, and this can slow down the, the, the situation in a large corporation. In a small organization, of course, the owner is, is uh, hit with priorities of, looking at managing their time and managing other people and, you know, doing the books on a weekend. So often sometimes some creative thinking is lost in the hassle of uh, just trying to keep the business alive. So how do you get around that? How do you get people to actually implement 
these good ideas, these strategic plans, when, when the press of everyday business is not going to go away. It's just going to be there always. Correct. In the um, uh, Structures for Strategy um, titles that we have, the last third of, the, of, of each of those titles comprises of two elements. One is a strategy executions plan, and the other is an implementation plan. So often what happens is you get good ideas and you, put, you craft some strategies on a, on a plan, and you now need to execute them into the organization. So those ideas require a pathway through the organization that will accept these ideas and carry them through into the marketplace. The other problem then is implementation comes along, as we said, with you know, um, priorities get uh, uh, shifted around. And there is an implementation plan which allows on frameworks and templates, which I can explain uh, how that all works, to take you through a process of short-term, medium-term, and long-term prioritizing of certain aspects that need to go into the, the, the organization from your strategic planning point of view. The way the, 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 the Structures for Strategy series works is that we're looking to be crafting strategies and business planning in a methodology that uses frameworks, templates, and prompt guides, um, which form a, an ensemble of ways of bringing ideas onto a sheet of paper. Now, we're not necessarily talking about um, a 50-page document, but it could be a two-page document, which would be powerful enough to have ideas sculpted onto that document that you can look at it immediately and say, all right, today I've got to work on this. So the way the frameworks work is that in a marketing plan, let's say, for instance, you would be looking at a primary framework which has to be perhaps generic in a marketing plan, which would be defining your target markets. Now, I think even if someone has not been exposed to the concept of marketing this would be something that one would appreciate needs to be in that marketing plan. Now, the beauty of this particular planning uh, methodology is that let's create a situation here, Jordan. Let's supposing someone has been, uh, they've lost their job, they're out in the marketplace, and after the, the reality of not being able to find a, an, another placement, they, they come to the conclusion that perhaps having worked in a big organization, they would now need to go and employ themselves. There are perhaps a few opportunities that they could look at. They could buy an existing business. They could buy into a franchise, which would have a model of some kind. But let's supposing we, we created the situation that this was, say, an engineer, and they've, they now have decided, in the harsh reality of all of this, to go into business on their own. They've had some idea. They're going to put this together. There are certain aspects of a startup business that this engineer, for instance, would be comfortable with. They would have had some business planning experience. They would have had some human resources management experience. And also operations wouldn't be a problem for them in terms of running ideas through an organization, systems, processes, procedures, that sort of thing. But this engineer, for instance, might be a bit intimidated when they start thinking about aspects such as marketing and promotions and branding. You know, they would feel, well, I've never had exposure to this, and suddenly I realize that this is a big issue in my business. So what Structures for Strategy does is it allows an individual to be able to take themselves down into any of these disciplines as um, a marketing plan or a business plan or a promotions plan and to go through the frameworks, which would ideally be frameworks that if they 
went into the, the, the bookstore, for instance, and had to look at books on marketing, well, there's a plethora of information out there, all very good, all academic, all at depth. But one doesn't really come away with a template for actual planning. You, you, you've got to spend a lot of time researching and understanding this. So the, the Structures for Strategy process is going to take a marketing plan and reduce it to about five or ten frameworks, which are primary frameworks such as elements that would be in the, a marketing plan, like define your target markets, for instance. That individual looks at that and says, yes, okay, I need to define my target markets. Now where do I go from there? So the Structures for Strategy process then says, well, we will hang below that primary framework sub-framework elements that act as stepping stones down into your organization and out into its environment to say, what else do you need to do and know and understand and research in order to make that defining the target markets come alive in your particular scenario? And then having gone through that route of, of, of perhaps understanding how those stepping stones are leading you to where your, your talent is going to create some initiatives for you, um, we then don't leave you alone because we add prompt guides, which then sort of have at least five opportunities that if you're looking at a primary framework and then a sub-framework, there are at least five prompt guides that will say, if you're going to be looking at that leg, what you need to do is this and that and that and the next thing. And that will allow you to take uh, uh, better understanding into your template. Okay, we're going to get into some more detail. Uh, my guest this hour is Alan H. Monroe, uh, who's come out with a new series called Structures for Strategy. Uh, and we're going to be talking about this more after the break. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The violent crime rate has begun to rise again. 
So what's more important than feeling at ease and secure in your daily life? With an optimistic perspective on a sober subject, crime prevention and personal safety expert Susan Bartlestone brings you the information, tips, resources, and inspiring success stories that will reduce your fear and restore your confidence. So stay tuned and stay safe with Crime Prevention 101 and Susan Bartlestone every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, here on Voice America. It'd be a crime not to listen. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. Uh, My guest this hour is Alan H. Monroe. Uh, who's a business consultant. His uh, latest series is called Structures for Strategy. Uh, welcome back to the show, Alan. Thank you indeed, Jordan. And why don't you just, before we get into a little bit more, tell people how they can uh, find out more about this series and order a copy if they're interested. Okay. The series is published through Morgan James Publishing in New York, um, and it is published at uh, the present time, but it's only due for release in the fall. But uh, collectors' uh, sets are available at the website structuresforstrategy.com. So if you go on there, there are a couple of links and clicks that you can have a look at, which explains uh, about the series, the methodology, how it works, etc., etc. And then there's also the opportunity to, to order a set. Um, and there are, five, there are six titles in the series. Um, from an alphabetical point of view, there's the branding plan, there's the business plan, there's the human resources management plan, there's the marketing plan, the operations plan, and the promotions plan. And each are individual titles based specifically for strategy crafting in either of those uh, disciplines. And You're gonna, you, go ahead, go ahead. Yes. Uh, I, I think one way that, uh, you know, perhaps we could have a look at it, obviously from a business startup point of view, that would not be the chronological order that they would be used in. But coming back to our engineer, perhaps, who is looking to start up a business, they would first of all need to look at a business plan, which would then lead them into a marketing plan, which would lead them into a promotions plan. And then they can start looking at, you know, the this, this startup business as uh, uh, having to put life into it with a resources, uh, human resources plan, then looking at operations and closing it out with, with branding. So there is a loop for them to, to, to have a look at. And to perhaps give you some methodology and how that works, uh, let us take an example. Let's suppose, Jordan, Jordan, you and I are competitors. Let's supposing we have identical businesses um, and we define them similarly, and there's, there's really no competitive difference between us in terms of differentiation. Let us supposing, for instance, we define those businesses as vehicle tracking. Now, what we would be doing, let's suppose, is that we were putting these electronic gizmos into a vehicle. It sends a, a signal to a satellite and back down to a call center, which at any time, 24-7, would notify the call center, where the whereabouts of that vehicle, in what direction it was traveling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, as a service, if that vehicle, for instance, got hijacked, there would be a, a, a call go to the owner, and a call go to the police that says that's where your vehicle is. So, very clear, very precise. We're both doing exactly the same things, and in fact, there's no differentiation between us because, let's supposing, we both buy 
our electronic gizmos from the, the same organization. Okay. So I want to look now in terms of how structures for strategy could make us no longer competitors. Now, one wonders if this would be possible if by the stroke of a pen, you and I could no longer be competitors. So what I'm going to do is, let's say, I'm going to look at my business, you got your business, we both are in the uh, industry of vehicle tracking. I'm now going to look at this and I'm going to say, Jordan, I'm going to redefine my business and I'm going to move myself away from you we will no longer be competitors because what I'm going to do is I'm going to say my business now is going to go into vehicle recovery. Suddenly one thinks of helicopters, SWAT teams, guys in black uniforms, chase after this hijacked vehicle, cut it off, pull the hijacker out of the cab and seize the load. They phone the, the owner and say, we've recovered your vehicle. Now, clearly from the previous sort of pamsy-wamsy approach of, you know, we know where your vehicle is, it's over there, you go and get it, to we've recovered your vehicle, appeals to two totally different mindsets. So I will now be fishing in a totally different pond as a, as a target market, if you will. So we are now immediately no longer competitors. And I'm not really concerned about how many of these gizmos you now market because I'm now going to be looking in a different pond. So in order to differentiate myself even greater away from you, I'm going to say, okay, I'm defining my markets now as vehicle recovery. I now want to look at defining my markets and saying, I'm only going to be dealing with, let's say, the trucking market. You, in the meantime, are going to put these uh, tracking devices into cars, boats, airplanes, you know, all kinds of vehicles. But I'm going to focus specifically as my defined market as trucks. So what's happening is I'm becoming now quite focused, and I'm now going to go further by saying if my defined market is the trucking organizations, I'm going to now look, and we touched on this, at my target markets within that market. Now, I'm going to say look at target markets as being refrigerated trucks. So what's happening here, Jordan, is I'm now becoming quite focused and specialized and moving away from you in terms of the, the mass appeal, I'm now becoming quite specific. So within that scenario of, of refrigerated vehicles, I'm now trying to look at a, a target audience which would be within the target market. And I'm saying refrigerated seafood hauliers. So now I'm beginning to understand in great detail what my customer does and, and what I need to do to wrap this service around them, not so. So... We're now looking at refrigerated seafood hauling, and I'm now saying I want to segment into that seafood refrigerated hauling um, industry and, and start tailoring my business to suit them in greater detail. So I'm going to be dealing with, let's say, it's going to cost me a lot of money to set up these SWAT teams and what have you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at operations of a minimum of five vehicles. And now, and only now, I'm in, a, I'm in a situation to go and look for that elusive niche. And the, the niche for me is going to be, let's say, I'm going to set up my operation along Route 66. So now I'm going to be focused on Route 66 of, on, on truckers who are hauling seafood and refrigerated vehicles just along that scenario. And, and there's a minimum of five of them as, as, as a conglomerate in, in, in that uh, organization. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set my, my SWAT teams and my helicopters up along Route 66. And 
Now I can, in fact, add value to my product because I can augment it by saying, okay, we can recover vehicles if they get hijacked, but now I can add value to my product by saying, what if in my SWAT teams I have diesel mechanics and also refrigerated mechanics so that if the vehicle breaks down, we just fly out and follow the, the vehicle and, and, and arrive there, and now I can put a mechanic in place who would get the vehicle up and running again, so there's a, an added value for which I can charge extra or include in the package. And also, should the um, refrigerated unit break down, I've got refrigeration mechanics that could rescue and save that, that uh, payload. So do you think, Jordan, that your business could compete with me in that scenario on Route 66? Yeah, no, not well at all, because you have a special uh, look at the market there. Absolutely. Now, yes. what we've done is we've just taken out of the marketing plan the first five frameworks. So I've gone through the route of defining my business, defining my markets, defining my target markets, defining a target audience within that target market, and I've segmented it and found a niche. And that very simplistically for this engineer who was sitting there intimidated because they had no idea what marketing was all about, it's just taken them down a route which the first five frameworks in the marketing plan would allow them to do. So when I say it's an easy exercise, there's nothing intimidating about this. And this allows someone to look at all the other disciplines, whether it's business planning, promotions, human resources, operations, etc., to go down the same sort of methodology. But here comes the crunch in this example. I'm now running along Route 66, and let's supposing we come back to you and I as competitors. Let's supposing you, Jordan, and I have only got $100,000 to spend on, let's say, promotions or advertising. You are going to have to spend your $100,000 on uh, radio, TV, billboards, um, you know, drop shots and uh, magazines, etc., etc. So you're going to have to spread that because you've got quite a broad shotgun shot into the marketplace. I'm going to find that in my part of uh, trucking and refrigerated uh, vehicles, there are only perhaps two magazines throughout the whole of America that cater to those kind of organizations. So you're going to end up putting an ad in those two little magazines, but you're going to have about a, a one-sixteenth of a page ad that's going to be swamped in amongst you know, all the editorial and what have you. But my $100,000... I can put into a full-page ad in both magazines running for the whole year. So who's going to be seen, you or me? So this is where the dynamics of these structures become so powerful in that I'm not going to miss any market at all because I'm focused my business exactly on refrigerated uh, haulage uh, vehicles. There are only two magazines that cover that. And any time one of those hauliers opens up those magazines, they're going to say, this guy's everywhere, not realizing that I'm nowhere else. It's just very targeted. Specifically yes. on their business. You have throughout the book what you call planning outcomes. What, what do you mean by that? Well, this would be a planning outcome. I now no longer have you as a competitor. I have defined my business. I now have a situation, Jordan, where... I'm not going to be charging the same price as you are for that service because the same thing is still happening. We're still sending a signal via a, a satellite, and, and, and that cost is still the same. But because I'm so focused and because I'm adding such value to this, this uh, uh, haulier that wants their vehicle recovered as against, you know, tell me where it is, I can price my 
product at, at, at a far higher and more profitable price. With, and providing I'm responsible and don't sort of go overboard, I will retain that market because it's big enough for me to operate in, but it's too small for you to be interested, uh, you know, to, to, to come in and, and, and try and take market share away from me. So what I've done is, as, as particularly as a small business or as a small division within an organization, I, I've made myself unique in that sector. And as soon as my offering comes through the door into that trucker's operation, they're going to say, geez, you know, this is exactly what we've been looking for. So the outcome really is that you form a relationship that is so tight that you become so valuable that you're almost indispensable to the customers that you're trying to service. And I think this is really what uh, the outcome is all about. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Alan H. Monroe, uh, who's got a new series out called Structures for Strategy. Uh, his website is structuresforstrategy.com. We'll be back with more details after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owner Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. What are the do's and don'ts when it comes to solving personal foreclosure? With over 2,700 foreclosures daily, what can you do to ensure the housing crisis doesn't hit home? Tune in to Foreclosure Exposure Radio with host Carla Duglin. This show will give you steps you can immediately use to save your own home and credit. Face and conquer foreclosure issues before they affect you. Listen for Foreclosure Exposure Radio every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. 
Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Alan H. Monroe, uh, who's based in Australia. Uh, his new series of books is called Structures for Strategy, the Strategic Planning Series. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thank you indeed, Jordan. The six uh, books are uh, The Plan for Branding, Business Plan, uh, Human Resources, Marketing, Operations, and Promotions. I thought we'd spend a little bit of time on uh, branding, and you go through the whole process of branding. But what is the advantage of branding uh, today, and, and why is that so important to do, uh, particularly when you have so much of the world online uh, today, and just there's so much out there that's, that people are doing directly with companies and not uh, through advertising and so on? Yes, um, branding basically is a philosophy, is, is to do with corporate identity. Uh, brand is, is not so much the product that gives the, the product meaning as it defines its identity in both time and space. Um, branding is about the management of the convergence of, of funding and marketing that becomes a source of value for the user. And, of course, brand management is therefore a source of value to the, to the company. So branding is about positioning of brand awareness in the marketplace and creating financial value attributed to goodwill. So the, the asset value of a company might be X, but goodwill is, you know, how do you, you, you manage that? You, you, you have goodwill, which is the price you would have to pay to buy that brand. And it is to do with trust, reliance, reputation over years of trading, as, and, it, and it is a, a guarantee of future earnings. So the policy of, of brand management highlights attractiveness, uh, not, not just the trademark itself, um, and, and, and it's a policy that starts with a strategy of consistent and integrated vision. So whether you're marketing that through the Internet or through any other terms, you, a brand is still a place in the mind of the consumer. Now, I, I, I can answer this very quickly, Jordan, and say to you, if I were to turn around to you and say, tell me the name of a sewing machine, what would you come up with? Probably Singer. Why? Because you, they've you've been out a been long time. a sewing machine in your entire life. Right. I they've probably not. been out a long time. <laughs> they might not even be in existence anymore, actually. Well, maybe not. But you immediately came up with a brand name. Now, if you were to go into a store, let's supposing, and for some reason you were wanting to buy a sewing machine for a wife or a daughter or, you know, uh, um, somebody... You're going to look through all of the brands and you're going to see you know, a whole bunch of brands and you're going to keep going until you see the singer. Now, that singer is probably going to be twice as expensive as all the other brands that you've never heard of, but you're going to be, feel most uncomfortable walking out of that store unless you walk out of there with a singer because you're going to give this as a gift to someone. So even although you've never used one, you have already been orientated to what that brand is worth in the marketplace. So a brand is something that is greater than, you know, just its, its, its marketplace uh, uh, shelf. Would you say uh, that there's less uh, brand loyalty today and brands in a certain way are worth less because people are willing to go to generics or no-name brands or store brands and those kind of things? If you prepare to be disappointed, sometimes going to uh, the generic is, 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 is the way to go because price is a factor. There are you know, new ways of, of, of manufacturing, which becomes a, a global scenario, and cutting down costs, etc., etc. And it depends on what that purpose is. In other words, if, if you're looking to, to buy a sewing machine, as I said, for a friend or, or someone that's going to be close to you, you would feel more comfortable spending more 
if you were going to use it for yourself, you might say, well, look, I'm not going to get much use out of it. You know, I'll buy El Cheapo and go with that. And, you know, if it breaks down in a couple of weeks, there we are. So branding really comes back to being um, what is branding planning all about? It's, it's about brand planning equity. It was, it's about planning awareness. It's about planning identity. It's about trust and reputation. So brands today have to compete against other uh, uh, brands coming in where you know their cost base is so much lower, and so competitively they cannot com- compete in price. But if we come back to our um, vehicle tracking scenario, I distanced myself away from you by becoming a brand. My price was going to be so much higher. The, the operator on Route 66 hauling that, uh, that, that frozen seafood is going to feel uncomfortable with you and is not going to feel uncomfortable with me because I've tailored my, my product and my brand to suit their requirement. So, yes, competitive uh, scenarios come into to being. So if we look at the primary frameworks that the branding plan is going to take you through, which would be elements that you'd have to look at in your branding plan to say, how are we going to get people to think of your brand as top of mind, like Singer, and to become the, the compare, to, to be the comparison in the marketplace for trust and reputation? We would be looking at frameworks that would take you through an investigative process that says, let's look at your brand positioning. Where are you positioned against those other um, offerings on the marketplace? You would need to look at your brand contact plan, which would be, where is my brand being seen. Now, Jordan, you saw the singer, but you don't know how. You just saw this uh, through it uh, through exposure somewhere along the line. And what it means is that when you move into a market or move out of a market, that's when a brand is useful. So it would be looking at the role in the industry and the role in the company and a market share assessment. Singer might realize that they're losing market share, but if they can augment their product if they can make it for durability, quality, et cetera, et cetera, and to become the reference, then when someone is really looking to purchase a, a, an item that they really want to keep and use and feel reliable about, they are going to go for the brand name. And then looking at branding strategy and a communication strategy, the branding plan will take you through that, as well as your trademark protection and, 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 and you know, your brand contact plan allocation and that sort of thing. So if we were looking at, say, the major primary frameworks in that branding plan, you'd be looking at your brand positioning. As a sub-framework within that, you'd be looking at attribute recognition. What is the attribute recognition? If we look at a brand like ABS Braking, in a Volvo, it is regarded as safety. Yet in a BMW, that same braking system is looked at as a, as a, as a sports feature, as a, as a, as a you know, totally different concept. So in the one case, ABS braking is looked at as safety, and in the other case, in the BMW, it's looked at as performance. So one needs to wrap around your brand some sort of attribute that will, people will recognize it for. You then need to have sort of distinctive appeal and, and, and map out your positioning in terms of where you are in the marketplace. Are things so, different today with branding as far as people getting information from uh, Twitter and Googling things? And I mean, yes. it, They're not just doing it by traditional advertising at all. No, no. No, that's true. So 
wherever your brand is being exhibited, you need to have uniformity and conformity. It needs to look the same. It needs to have the same values. You, you can't be a brand for one person in one scenario and a brand for someone else. So one has to decide on that, that attribute, and that attribute, that distinctive appeal, must link with your brand always in terms of trust, reliability, um, and, and reputation. And you need to then put your brand in a situation where when someone is looking for those values, they will go to your brand because they won't feel comfortable using the other. And I think it's the same w- with anything that we look at, you know, whether it's uh, power tools or you know, um, baked beans. Um, you, you have to have a good outcome when you're looking at a brand and you're saying, well, I'm in competition to someone. Am I competing on price or am I competing on value or durability or safety, et cetera, et cetera? One of the other books you have in Structures for Strategy is the marketing plan. How does marketing uh, coordinate uh, with uh, the branding strategies? Well, branding might come after your marketing. In other words, you need to understand your markets, first of all, and, and who your target audience would be and who and how you're going to be managing your markets. Because once you understand that your marketing plan is going to be taking you into defining the business, defining your markets and target markets, etc., etc., you then, in that marketing plan, going to come up against a competitive analysis where you're going to profile yourself in relation to others. Now, branding is a concept that can go over a lot of products. In other words, branding is, 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 is set up with architecture. In other words, are you going to set yourself up as a, as a brand which has a line of, of products within it, or is it just a product brand? Or is it a range brand? Do you have a range of, of, of products within your, your brand? So marketing is to do with looking specifically at a market and a target. Branding is to do with what the overall look and, 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 and uh, distinctive appeal is to that brand. Okay. Uh, so through the, the, the book you have on marketing strategies, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make in uh figuring out what their marketing is in the first place? I think often they, they try to compete on price. Now, price is important because, you know, when you're looking, coming back to your branding scenario and, you know, all comers, pricing is very important. But what is also important is, is, is value and understanding what the value is in a, a product or a service. If, if we come back to that... Uh, um, um, vehicle tracking scenario, someone is going to buy um, a service that just says, well, you know, the vehicle's over there, send the police in and they will recuperate it, as against the mindset that says, I want that load recovered. Um, They feel that that value is is exactly what they want out of that product, and therefore they would be prepared to pay a premium to have that tailored specifically to their requirements. So this is what one's looking to do in a marketing scenario is to zone in what it is that you want out of that product or service and to match that with a package of services and uh, um, um, uh, marketing ideas that would appeal specifically to your mindset. And branding is going to come along and, and, and hang an aura of, let's say, durability or safety 
or reliability over all of the products that you're going to be marketing into marketing into different uh, segments. Very good. Okay, uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Alan Monroe, uh, whose new series is called Structures for Strategy. His website is structuresforstrategy.com. We'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Alan H. Monroe, uh, who's come out with a new series called Structures for Strategy. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thank you indeed, Jordan. We've talked about marketing. We've talked about branding. Uh, but then you've got one of your structures for strategies about promotions. Uh, once you've got a brand that people know, once you've got a marketing plan, wh- what are some things you can tell people on how to promote uh, a product or service uh, uh, successfully? All right. Um, uh, promotions planning is about uh, increased exposure, 
It's about uh, processing of an, an, an ad uh, or an event or a promotion. And it's about communication effects. In other words, how effective is your communication? And it's about synergy between markets. Um, it's also about uh, um, in, uh, interactivity with customers. And you're sometimes looking to um, modify an attitude. You're sometimes looking to enhance an attitude, like coming back to Singer, why would someone want to buy the singer when, when they can buy something a, a lot less expensive? So you're looking to, to modify an attitude. You're looking at your, your target audience action because having found your target audience by going through your marketing plan, you now want to focus specifically on that target audience coming down to our trucking operation where you know we're talking about refrigerated hauliers running only on, let's say, Route 66. That's where I want to promote. And... You're looking at increasing volume, volumes and, and, and value generation. And, and, of course, you want to secure sales and market share and profitability in, in that particular scenario that you've defined as where your markets are. So looking at, at, at perhaps some of the primary frameworks that would be involved there, you would look at a situation analysis. Who are you compared to other offerings out in the marketplace? You would need to set some objectives in other words, what do I wish to achieve? What sort of volumes do I need to break evens, etc., etc.? Am I looking to push a competitor out? How do I do that? You would be looking at your target audience, having analyzed that from your marketing plan, and you need to then put a budget allocation against that. In other words, we came back to the $100,000 where you would have to spend your $100,000 on radio, TV, and all kinds of other adver advertising or promotions. You would have to allocate a budget for that. I would look at my budget and say, well, I'm going to put all of it into just those two magazines. And we'd then be looking at, at partners in promotions. You need advertising partners and promotional partners, distribution partners, organizations that are specialists are going to be able to perhaps create your ads or, or do the, the, the um, um, placing your ads into production and artwork and what have you. And then you'd be looking at what is the, the format that you're going to use? Are you going to use humor as a format? Are you going to use uh, safety as a format? You know, what sort of template are you going to use which is going to be in line with, with your brand and, and its trust and reputation? You can't always put humor into a, a brand that, you know, might not uh, be uh, susceptible to humor. And then you're looking at your, your creative and your media. What media are you going to place uh, your, your uh, visibility in the market to? Again, are you going to be on radio, on TV, on billboards? How are you going to get in? How are you going to use your Internet to, again, strike yourself into those, those markets? Is it harder today to get a promotional strategy because there's so many different media and so many messages it's kind of hard to break through? I think that's very true because there's a, there's a wide variety of, of and a plethora of, of offerings and you know there's there's people crowing off every roof out there that how do you get heard in the marketplace? If you're going to just use a shotgun shot again, you, you're not going to be heard uh, really because you know you've got to re rely on re on repetitivity and, and and these sort of things to be able to be heard. So ideally, if one before one starts looking at promoting. If one goes back a, f a step and says, who am I promoting to? Let me analyze a tighter market that I'm promoting to and using the structures for strategy and the marketing plan to get you down into a target audience where you're more focused. You can then have your um, objects in terms of promotions sculpted and structured around that mindset so that when 
you put an ad or a promotion or whatever vehicle you're going to use, whether it's the internet or direct mail or, or radio, you're going to be heard by someone who's sensitized to having that want at that particular time. And then launch programs are also important. Certain uh, products and, and brands are seasonal. Um, you know, for air conditioning, for instance, uh, you, you would be wanting to flight that uh, in greater detail during the summertime. So you'd have a launch program that goes down a route that says, this is when that market is going to be most sensitive. And then you need to monitor what, what is happening. In other words, have I hit that market? Am I getting the returns? What's working, what isn't working? And being able to be flexible that you can tailor your promotions to suit ideally the mindset. If one's just going to put money into advertising and blow it out there, you, you'll hit that mindset, but it's a shotgun shot. You're not focused on that mindset where people say, you know, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, one of your other structures for strategy is in operations. It may not be as exciting as the other ones, but it is certainly is important. How does having operations work uh, along with all the other things we've talked about? Okay, um, if one looks at operations, um, you know, the, the, the need has perhaps long been recognized that organizations, irrespective of their size, are expected to operate to a world-class by sort of operations or comparisons across industry lines, um, techniques to implement quality, technology innovation, and the optimum use of resources, um, things like uh, distribution, service and supply chain management, and, and a common-sense approach to workplace motivation, find a home within the ambit of, of, of operations management. So operations management uh, in, in a large organization sometimes might be a, a, a specific and standalone uh, discipline, but in a small organization, this would need to be looked at from, from the owner's point of view. So operations basically entails functional performance. It entails process design and technology. Um, how do I design my process from the time the phone rings to take it through that execution path, as we sort of touched on, through the organization and out the other end and deliver it? It's talking about capacity management. Again, one's got to watch fluctuations in seasonal capacity. Or if suddenly you have a promotion that's worked perhaps better than you expected, which is always nice, you now have a problem, though, because maybe you can't cope. So one's got to watch that, you know, nothing can ruin you faster than a good promotion if you can't cope, because now people say, well, you know, you've, you've done all this and now we can't get it from you. So capacity management also is very important in terms of promotions um, and also links into your operations. And then you would be looking at... Uh, Materials resource planning, where are you resourcing your materials from? Are you going to be integrating backward up into the, the supply chain? And ideally, if one was looking at the, that um, vehicle tracking scenario, I would try and integrate into the organization that supplies me with those electronic gizmos. I would try and integrate into them some way to be able to get them at a better price. And then your supply chain management also, inventory control, you know, often an organization uh, is, is, is based on, on, on inventory. You've got to control that uh, down to an nth degree. Otherwise, you, you've got capital sitting there as, as, as working capital and, and can't do anything else with it. And then you're looking at quality control, and you're looking also at, at failure, safety, and health and occupation issues these days in terms of your operations. So operations really is to do with 
making the, the organization competitive and it acts as a vehicle for competitive um, um, analysis. Terrific. Okay, well, it's really been fascinating. Uh, I've been speaking with Alan H. Monroe, who's based in Australia. He's a business consultant. Uh, his new series of books called Structures for Strategy is available at the website, structuresforstrategy.com. Again, it talks about branding, the business plan, human resources, marketing, operations, and promotions. Thanks so much, Alan, for being on. I think you're going to help a lot of businesses improve their operations and the way they can, can become successful. Well, Jordan, thank you indeed for this opportunity and then for your listeners out there. Fortune savers a prepared mind, and uh, I think uh, the Structures for Strategy templates and frameworks could act as a stimulus pathway for that prepared mind, and, uh, and I wish you all the very best of good life's good things, and thank you for very this good. opportunity. All right. Thanks so much, Alan. So right. this has been uh, Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. We'll be back again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 